This episode of River Bottom Radio is brought to you by River Bottom Vape and Smoke Shop. Chilla Vista's largest vape and smoke shop. They are the leaders in the smoking and vaping industry, bringing you the highest quality products, best prices, and knowledgeable staff. Located right here at 4360 Main Street in Chilla Vista, go and check them out. You won't be disappointed. February 16th, 2021. This is the River Bottom Radio Podcast. This is episode number 45. Yeah, all kinds of mistakes in that intro. I was supposed to say that that was the Talking Heads. There she was. And there she was. Um, <laughs> I, I think I got the rest of it right. The date, the, the name of the podcast. The episode number. My name, Ricardo Vera. Right here, Studio 6A, Bobar Studios. Uh, yeah, so the plan, I, I recorded this episode on Friday with uh, Mrs. Merriam uh, from New York, previous guest, awesome conversation. I got, I made, I had a bunch of notes and stuff to for us to talk about. Didn't even touch the notes. We just, we were off and running and didn't even, <laughs> didn't even need the notes, didn't even look at them. Uh, I will save those for next time, Miriam. Uh, um, so the plan, I recorded it, and then I thought, you know what? I'll do the intro on the 15th, because that's my birthday, and I'll talk about how it feels to be turning 40 and all all the, the thoughts going through my head on that day. And that didn't happen. <laughs> it's now the 16th, the day after. Kind of funny story. Uh, it's not funny as much as it is... Uh, well, it was disturbing for me to probably be funny for you, but uh, I I decided in my infinite wisdom, even though I haven't drank in a while, uh, I think, you know, I drank on New Year's, but it was tequila, so I don't know. Anyway, I, I went and went to the local grocery outlet on 3rd Avenue, picked up a nice bottle of Chianti, Italian bottle of wine, you know, paid a little extra because I thought, hey, 40, it only comes around once. I mean, they all come around once, but... 40 is a, is kind of a, it's, it's a big deal, right? Over the hill and all that fun stuff. Not young, not old, middle-aged, entering middle-aged. Um, I thought I'll, I'll get this bottle of Chianti and at midnight I will drink it and, and it all, everything will be great. I'll go to sleep, all that fun stuff. And what I didn't anticipate <laughs> is uh, having an allergic reaction to the Chianti 
not being able to sleep because apparently sometimes Chianti can block your brain from making melatonin. And also having a crazy heart palpitation thing that lasted all the way until, so I was up until 6 a.m. And I finally was able to fall asleep around 6.30, 7 a.m. I put on some Simpsons and that kind of got me through that. And then I woke up at nine and I was still having heart palpitations. So uh, that's that's how I spent my uh, my morning of my 40th year on this earth. Uh, not that I'm complaining. It was a memorable night. It had amazing aspects to it. Um, it was it was an amazing birthday overall. Uh, people, I mean, people really spoil me and support me and love me. It's crazy. I I didn't expect it. The universe spoils me. It really does. It, it like it really does. Uh, it's it's crazy the the magical moments I'm able to have. Uh, life is not perfect at all. It's a crazy time. There's crazy stuff happening. My life is in a, in a sort of fluctuation period, an adjustment period. And yet within and amongst all this, I get to have amazing moments with people, uh, and amazing experiences with people, you know, who you are and, and just incredible kindness and love from people. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. But that, uh, that's what happened on my uh, on my birthday and why I was not e- I was not able to do this episode yesterday because I was on zero sleep and I thought you know what if I if I'm if I try to do that intro and and the and all that on on zero sleep it's it's going to come out badly which is to say slightly worse than it's coming out right now um so yeah as i said before i sat down with mrs miriam she was a, a guest before. We talked about New York and stuff uh, on the previous time. We talked about her business. Actually, you know what? I didn't bring it up again. That's twice, Miriam. What? Delicias con detalle on Instagram <laughs> is her shop. And this is two times she's been on the podcast. And this is two times we don't talk about it at all. Um, yeah, that's okay. Maybe third time's a charm, Miriam. Okay. I just keep roping her back into two episodes because eventually we'll talk about what she's doing. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoy the episode. If not, letters of complaint. Nino at riverbottomradio at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> no, you you can't deny that one. They, they The youngest is the most I mean, people always ask me, are you spoiled? And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to say? Even Peter will tell me like, you're so spoiled. I don't think I'm like a spoiled brat, but I mean, I didn't choose to be the youngest. I mean, and yeah, I, I, exactly. I mean, in the sense, you know, and I don't even mean materialistic wise, but no, 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 with love and like attention. I know I'm a favorite. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is, you know? It's, yeah. You got to own but it. But I became an aunt really young. So Me that's too. why I was always around. Like, yeah, I was an aunt oh, by oh. five or six. Oh, really? See, I got you beat on that one. I was, I was an uncle at one. Oh, I think you did tell me. Yeah, yeah, she's basically my little so, sister. So it's even more even, than even though even with that, you even hated kids, even though you had them. <laughs> she she didn't she didn't help that scenario. <laughs> she was kind of a little shit. So she uh yeah she did she did not help that that situation at all. That's funny. That's funny. No, we're super close. Like all of my in that sense, like. I mean, they don't even call me aunt. I think we had, I think we did talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't more like cousins. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Yeah. She was more like my sister. Cause like, she was like always here every day. She slept here. Like it was just, she was my sister. Oh no. The same with me because well, basically the oldest kind of an accident. I mean the, the first grandchild, <laughs> right? It was my brother, my right, eldest right, child. Right. Yeah. Well, so they actually lived, so was yeah, I. they lived with us. Yeah. They moved in. So, I mean, I grew up with them. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> that is funny. So today is your day off. Today is my day off. It's a four-day weekend, so it's Monday oh, as well. Oh, wow. so, so this is this is the best time I slept right in. now. It is. I slept in, and I'm taking it easy. That's why I'm actually still have my little coffee, like finishing it. Nice. Up, so. I, I got mine too. I um, I go. haven't had coffee in like two, three months. Yeah. And uh, last night I didn't sleep well, so I was um, I thought you know what, if, if I'm going to make a, any semblance of sense during this podcast. I'm going to have some have to have some coffee, but I, I figured to play it safe, I would put like 60, 70 percent water and then a little bit of coffee to see if yeah, that um, yeah. if that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hopefully. Oh, yeah, hopefully. Scheduled. No, 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 no. This is the perfect no. day to do it. Beginning of yeah. a four day weekend. It's the last of my final three days of my 30s. Um so yeah well, i'm happy to be here especially for your birthday yeah me it. too like i'm i'm stoked i'm i'm excited what any what special plans i know considering everything but anything else going on that you're or that you did or doing no anything? i it, it's funny um i'm not gonna do anything uh i i mean i i that's right you're not big on birthdays right no i might have like yeah. a family like carne asada type thing um uh -oh. let's see it froze you're a little freezing, bit but yeah. i can hear you say oh okay you so me. you're like, also so, yeah you're freezing yeah. a bit but also i can hear audio you. is like fine yeah okay. so that's fine if there's an occasional screen freezing that's that's okay with me oh you were saying you're gonna have a yeah a um bit. with my in-laws they 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 they're the ones who are like hey what do you want to do what do you want to do um i not to take credit away from my siblings they have asked like what are you doing you yeah. know you're, you're turning 40 they're all like you're turning 40 uh, which is which is weird uh, to me still that I'm turning yeah. 40. It's just such a weird um, – I don't feel I, – I guess everybody says that, right? Oh, I know. Um, they don't – I don't feel 40. I don't feel like I've been on this I earth for 40 years. I do not. I do not either. Mm -mm. What day uh, you're born – when were you born? Day of the week. Uh, what month? Or, oh, October. So mine is October 1st. Okay. Are you Libra. We did. Did we talk about this yeah. last time? I I feel like I we did. I don't maybe know. Like in passing, very briefly. Okay. Yeah, my sister's yeah. a Libra. You you actually, yeah. you guys personality wise are very similar. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I remember birthdays like I celebrated, which is funny. Like I remember clearly that my twenty first birthday, I went to Vegas. Oh, nice. Me which too. is funny because I'm totally not a Vegas person. But I mean, what? I'm not. But I was like for Vegas, I was like for twenty for my twenty first, I have to go. So Maria went, which was pretty fun. And I went with my brothers and sisters. And then for my 30th, I'm talking like I got the big, like significant for my 30th. I did have a birthday party, but I almost didn't because that was the year I lost my dad. Ooh. So he passed away in June and my birthday is October. So like I had an idea even before because he, he passed away unexpectedly. It was just sudden. sudden. Oh, really? So, it was just one yeah. one moment oh god oh, that's the totally, worst that's totally. the worst but you know what reflecting and especially now we can get more into it but the the times that we're 
going through honestly we were were blessed with his kind of death because he he suffered no illness which he would have hated his biggest fear was dying of cancer because that's what his both of his parents passed away from mm, yeah that um, actually that is the worst i was saying that's the worst but no i think a slow death is is, is definitely the yeah, definitely much yeah. much worse so, you're right yeah yeah it was a heart attack um and he died at home pretty much i did i mean the and I, try, I mean, it's very vivid because obviously a memory like that, it's almost, you can, it could almost be traumatic, but I was the one that had to call 911. Oh, I was that there. is it was traumatic. Just me and my mom. It yeah. Was just me and my mom. Wow. So, yeah. No, that is, but, that is, yeah. mm, that is yeah. trauma for sure. And yeah. For sure. But at least I'm grateful that also my mom was not there alone because, oh my God, God forbid, if she would, she would have gone. Would she have panicked? I know my mom's oh, like a panicker. Sure. Um, I remember sure. when I was a kid, my, not to change the subject, but my house caught fire. And one of the things yeah. that stood out to me is when I got out of the house, we were in the backyard, the house was on fire. And I'm like, all right, we got to get out of here. My mom's just standing there. And I'm like, come on. And she didn't, she was just, she was frozen. And I was too young to really understand what was happening, but she was frozen. And I, we had to like drag her out. You know, mm-hmm. the dog is in the front going, come on. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I went and knocked on neighbors and stuff. And, and but yeah, she's a panicker. And I, I at that moment was when I realized it. You know what I mean? Like she she was frozen. And um, so was your mom sort of like that? Or, or was she just screaming? So I can or? tell you if, if I mean, we can get I, I mean, if, if you don't want to talk about it. Brief. Yeah, no, no, no. It's totally fine. That's like so what happened this is the was, grimmest of, no, no, no. of things. She, I had gotten home from work. Um, and I remember very, it's funny, you know, how those days, especially those, you know, it is kind of a traumatic event. Um, very much so. Yeah. It was Oprah's last <laughs> day of her like talk show. Oh, when she ended the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Was, there was significance so, there. Yeah. 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 So usually my little routine, I would get home like, I think I got home like around four, four-ish and I would go like, just, you know, like decompress. I go lay down for maybe sometimes even take a nap, whatnot. And I mean, I was obviously living with at home with my mom and dad. And um, I got home, and he was in, in his uh, in his bedroom, which is was normal, nothing of an expect. He was laying down, you know, resting, taking his little siesta, afternoon siesta. Nice. And yeah, and I was kind of dozing. I remember kind of dozing, almost going into taking a nap, and then hearing my mom knocking on the bathroom door. So he had gone into the bathroom. And then I heard her again and she got worried because he had been there longer than usual and he wasn't responding. So then she called me. She went into my to go get me and ask me and and tell me, you know, your dad's not, I think something is wrong. Like he's not, um, he's not responding. So actually, you know what? That's something it just made me realize because I don't remember how we actually got into the bathroom. I think we might have gotten like a little, you know, little bobby pin or something to open the door and then we just found mm. him collapsed in the bathroom Ugh. he was in the bathtub and i mean i i mean my i did not freeze i, I you know i think it varies because the time that i got mugged you know people would tell me oh you should have done this and that but honestly in these circumstances you don't know you want to you want to think you're going to know how to react but when it happens and it happens so fast you honestly you, you don't know yeah you don't know how you're going to yeah. react Luckily, I mean, I did not freeze, um, and I just called nine one one right away. I did. Wow. I did. Wow. Um, but I kind of knew that he was he was gone. Yeah, so, and they came quickly. Fire department arrived there first, and they tried to resuscitate him, but but yeah, no, he was he was gone. Whew. 
Yeah, that and, that is. And it's sudden because I could so literally the day before he had gone for his just a checkup, not even a physical, but just you know check in because he did have diabetes, um, and he had just been starting to lose weight. Oh. And the doctor was like, "You're totally good," and you're like, "I think he had lost, I don't know, like." say like five pounds or something you're on your way you're doing great you're looking good your labs came in all you're good and then it was just he passed away wow how old was he he had just turned 80 in april oh man and we threw him like a big like birthday party yeah yeah wow so So he loved his birthday it was unexpected but it was but then because of his age it wasn't like Oh my God! Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But still, that is just—you know—the fact that he had gone for a checkup and they're like, "You're great," you know, and then, wow. Yeah, crazy, crazy. And he had—it's—he had a a a best buddy, pretty much. They were—it was funny because we would tease them. They were like husband and wife. And (laughs) I know, I know those, I know those people. Yes. Oh my God. They were like, they were so close. We didn't honestly realize. I mean, we knew they were close, but this is how close they were. Ricky, that their, their thing that, that joined them so much was that they were, my dad was really into, um, horse racing. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Horse really? Racing. Oh my gosh. So they would go, yes. Forever. Oh my gosh. Like, another, yeah. another, another link there. So is my dad like crazy, really? oh, there crazy, you go. There crazy you go. Yeah. into Horse racing. I grew up. Did you ever go down to um, Caliente? Oh, Agua Caliente. The little, the little. I remember just we would. The the thing that for some reason pops in my head more than anything about being there was the damn little paper cups that were like little cones that you would drink water out of. I don't know why that's a memory to me. I guess all of all of my memories involve me consuming (laughs) things. So it's like I remember they had donuts. And I remember they had paper cups that were you couldn't play, put them down. You had to like. But I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah, the yeah, little yeah. cone yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how that's I relate funny. to. That's how I relate to the universe. That that's my. That's is consumption, <laughs> consumption of goods, and that uh, is funny. and food. But, but yeah, he loved it. So that's how they met. Because later, when he retired, he would go. Like it wasn't. On, it, it wasn't like an addiction, but he loved it. He did go. He went. Mm, so okay. when they closed it or when they were not having any live races, he would still go down there and I don't even know what you call them because, you know, they still have like the little, I guess, like betting. My dad is there right guess, now like, or he's getting ready to go right now. There you go. What are they even called? They're called like OTBs. They're called OTBs. Off track. Well, off track betting. Okay. There's there's well, one in Bonita. It it's on Bonita Road. Um, It's like by uh, there's like a Wells Fargo and like a Mc. McDonald's. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know the name, but, but my dad would go down to Tijuana. That was his thing. But he, cause he wasn't driving anymore. Oh, he would so go to the, like the Caliente, uh, the little, cause they have the Agua Caliente yes. track, but then they have the little, yeah, where you yeah, could bet, you could bet on, yes. yeah, the little betting houses. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah. those are called. Yeah. Um, yeah. they're just called Calientes. Um, <laughs> I got, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So his buddy would drive, would be the driver. But again, they were like, they would get into this, their little things and whatnot. And when he passed away, he, Don Mario was his name. He never went back, never went back. And he got super depressed where he barely even got out of the house. And he passed away a year after my dad. Oh my God. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. Which it's like, you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is. Yeah. Yeah. That... And he was younger. He was, so my, like I said, my dad was 80. Yeah, 80 is. In his mid-60s. <sighs> oh, my gosh. So he wasn't even that old. Yeah. The uh, His friend was in his 60s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's scary to me. But. Anyways, I don't know how we started with them when we went through that. <laughs> Me either. I, I, I don't know how we... Yeah, it, it's funny, huh? When you're in like a conversation, it sort of ebbs and flows and, and you don't know where it's going to go. Um, yeah. Maybe... I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't recall. <sighs> yeah, honestly, I'm trying to think why we went, but I don't know. But anyways, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my dad's, I guess, story. Yeah. Were you guys particularly close? You know, my dad was very, I guess, like old school. He was very quiet. I think I told you that last time. That's right. That's right. Very traditional. So he wasn't, um, he wasn't affectionate. I mean, honestly, I don't have any, I don't think I have any like, I want to say trauma, but any, I guess, dad issues in that sense. I mean, that's That's good for us. He was always there. He provided for us 100% because he was the one that worked, always worked. And my mom, I mean, we know, we'll tell you my mom, he literally never changed a diaper. He did not. No, that's but, a very that's very Mexican. Well, I don't know if that's a exactly. generational thing, but definitely a Mexican. Yeah, I thing. guess generation. Yeah, exactly. Like I've exactly. never changed a diaper in my life. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm and I'm okay. They're like, you're not allowed. I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm good with that one. You know. They're like, no dresses for you. I'm like, damn it. But then they're like, no diapers, and I'm like, ah, yeah, whatever. So he had his ways, like we knew, like, basically, and I think I did get that, probably all of us, like, his way of telling us he loved us was, through, or with anyone, honestly, was through food, and he would celebrate with food. Same. I don't know if that's also a Mexican thing, but. I think, I, I, I do want to say that, like, I feel like as a culture, that generation in particular, I don't know if it's, but like, for everyone that I know that has Mexican parents of similar age as us, it's sort of the same thing. Yeah. Like little gestures or like little things. Um, and in my family's case, uh, in my dad's case, it's definitely food for sure. He's yeah. like, look at what I made here. Try this, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and yeah, that's <laughs> definitely, yeah, it's definitely but a thing he, for me too. Yeah. yeah. But he was definitely proud of us because he would tell my mom, he wouldn't even necessarily tell, I mean, we knew that he would, he was proud of us because he would, he would tell my mom that he always wished that his parents saw, got to see us because his parents died. I mean, long before I um, was born. So I never met, I never met my paternal grandparents. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. And, what, and your, I, it was your mom was, much younger than him? No, they were only they're four years. Um, oh, okay. Four year so the tra- the traditional age gap for for that generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always um, like three to four years. Yeah, yeah. But no, my dad basically, you know, I mean, coming from his childhood, he he did have he didn't have a very happy childhood. I mean, he grew up down in Jalisco. He crossed the border in his late teens, like seventeen or eighteen. He came to the U.S. illegally. Um, but it was pretty much, I mean, it was like child labor, child abuse mm-hmm. because they were working out in the ranch and he decided, I mean, honestly, we're very proud of my, he never went to school. They never, he 
got zero education. Same, yeah, same as my dad. Own, which he loves to, he loved to read. He loved to read. Um, so in that sense, he literally broke the mold because he could have continued that cycle with us. But he always believed in the power of education. So he told us to go to school. And I mean, most of us, what is it, like 10 out of 12 completed have some sort of college degree. Wow. Um, so he always wished that his parents saw what we were able to accomplish. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Like, I, I can't, like, as a, as, I don't know, what are we, I guess technically they label us as millennials, although I don't, I don't. I know we're that, yeah. We're I like know. that weird, because um, we're not quite Gen X, although yeah. I feel like I, it's, I connect a little more to Gen X, like with the people of Generation X. I feel like when I see the memes and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. Like I connect with that more. I um, identify more with that. Uh, but we're like some sort of weird cross in between but uh, anyway yeah. for, for my generation for me as a person I cannot fathom like the things that our parents went through like my parents went through like my dad went through uh the life that they had you know what I mean the the sort of uh upbringing they had the uh the teenagers they had the young adulthood they had and then the adulthood they had I I, I just cannot fathom yeah. like um how difficult it was and, and how they were able to do those things. And, you know, I get really frustrated with my parents sometimes. And, and I always, in my process in my, in my, in my thinking of, you know, my reflection of, of it, I'm always, I always have to remember that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wow. 100%. They, uh, yeah, I couldn't fathom it. I couldn't. Yeah, and I think the old, at least for me, I don't know if it happens to you, at least, you know, the older I'm getting, you're just even more grateful for what they did because if it hadn't been for them, like, we wouldn't be here in this country, at least in that sense, having all the opportunities. Because I see, like I said, I told you, he kind of broke the cycle, but then I see or I saw what my uncle, who was older than him, like, they're still down in Mexico and she had, or they had, for example, the daughters, the females. He didn't allow them to go to school. And they're much older than me. They're like, I don't know, now in their 50s. So Yeah, that was... Because, mm. you know, that you, you get married. But the thing is, they never got married. So all they know to do is like housework. That's it. Like, yeah. So, and even being here, he was told because there was so many of us when he was, I mean, he, he was working at the field. He worked the fields for a couple of years, at least initially. And, and he had other, I guess, other coworkers or, or people tell him, you know, put your kids to work, put them out on the field. Cause they did that. These, you know? Yeah. That was, and yeah. Was they like, weren't just no, another mouth. They were another them. back. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, no, I'm not going to have them. No, I want them to go to school. So that's why like, I'm, I'm grateful obviously for, for that. I mean, that could have, I could have been working the fields or be back in Mexico and what a waste. Yes. Which nothing, but you know, I mean, yeah, but still like not to speak for my mom in any way, but just, just talking to her, one of the things she always talked about was that she was able to force her father to let her get like a, 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 a she was a, a hairstylist, a beautician, mm -hmm. right? And she was able to get her, her license to do that. And she was able to work at like a beauty salon. And that's like one of the, she brings it up to this day. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like it, I'd never really stopped to think because that's, 
just how it was, quote unquote, but the fact that she was a person and she had ambitions and dreams and ideas and she was for her time, you know, sort of radical and independent Mm. in, in that she was able to, in the late 50s, early 60s, have a job and, you know, have sort of her own thing going and at some point it's like well okay you had your fun like wrap it up girls go go and get married and and be a mom and uh that that's you know the how normalized that was for me growing up and now as an you know as an adult who's able to look beyond you know conditioning and whatnot and think about the i don't want to say disappointment because i'm sure she's not disappointed in her life but the uh the wait Sorry, you froze. I have to say it. Oh, that's okay. Um, sorry. So, so yeah. Uh, just just thinking about about your yeah your mom how it was normal yeah yeah it was normalized and just thinking about how I and I don't want to say again that she was disappointed, but just she didn't get to live the life she wanted to live because she was a woman, and it was just like no you don't you don't get to do the thing you want like just you know hey you had your job, your cute little job. And okay, that's great. But go and do the thing. You know what I mean? Same for guys, I think, to to some degree, uh, in a lot of ways, there was such an expectation on, I feel it was, it was, I don't know, I don't want to say it was harder on women, because I can't, I can't speak for them. But I, I just seems like it was because it was like, you were, at least men, (laughs) you know, you could do stuff, you could sort of do what you wanted. And, and, you know, the expectation of society on that generation was tremendous. No, it was because at least, for example, for my mom, I mean, I can talk about her experience in the sense that she was the oldest of her house, household, her family. So she only got to, yeah, same. She only got to go to school, I think second or third grade. And then they pulled her out her parents because they were like, basically come take care of the kids. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So she helped raise, I mean, honestly, my mom, like her aunt, my aunts, she, she was part, I mean. She was a she mom, was like a second mom from the time she was like mom. eight years old. She was already a mom. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. That yep. is. And that's the one thing she would have loved to, to go to school. Like our last graduation when one of my uh, nephews graduated, uh, you know, like four years ago, five years ago. And we were in, the, I didn't have, <laughs> It was in San Francisco, so it was at the uh, Giants Stadium. Oh, okay. Yeah, the uh, Oracle Oracle Park. Yeah. So beautiful park. Separate. Yeah, we had separate um, tickets, so she ended up sitting, I think, with one of my sisters, and then we were way up. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, you guys are in the nosebleeds. Awesome views, though, right? You could see the bay. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. she got emotional because she was saying how she would have wanted to graduate and have gone to school, mm, you know, yeah. and she never had the opportunity because of, you know, yeah, life what was expected of, yeah, her, of life. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah society. Exactly. Expectation. But going back, like you say, I always like to like, especially with, with my field of work or when people give me that kind of excuse of like, well, we're, which I'm not, I'm not saying it's easy. Of course it's going to be a challenging, but if you, if you work for hard for it, like it, you can do it. Like, cause I think of my parents, like my parents came to this country, not speaking the language, you know, with 12 kids 
only my dad working with no, I mean, no uh, education. I mean, you can do it. So don't they, they had different, they had different difficulties than us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like our generation is a lot more in our heads. You know, we're a lot more in touch with our emotions. And I think we're a lot more, um, we have a lot more noise. You know, uh, lately I've been going on bike rides and I've been going for walks and I've spent a lot of time in nature. Um, I don't know. Did we freeze? I think we froze. Yeah. Yeah, we froze. I will just wait for it to come back. Oh, no. This is a long phrase. Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah. there it goes. Okay. Sorry. You were just telling me about going on walks and the bike ride. Sorry. Yeah, I was, I, I've been in nature a lot. And, and one of the things that's sort of I've been processing a lot uh, as of late is how good it feels to sort of be like near trees and dirt and away from noise, you know what I mean, and, and stuff. And I... I just, I, I was walking with a friend recently and I was just like, this is what we're wired for as human beings. Like this, this makes sense to us. Whereas I feel like our, our generation and, you know, the, the young generations now, um, although as in a couple of days I won't be young anymore. I'll be, <laughs> I, I won't be old, but I won't be young. I'll be middle-aged. <laughs> um, we deal with, uh, you know, uh, this, this, um, bombardment of data and and ideas and and social media and tv media and what i think is the great tribulation of our generation is fear and i think one of the things that that generation didn't have that 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 we deal with is this tremendous fear um and i think that causes inaction it causes hesitation. It causes us n to live our lives and never take any chances. Yeah. Uh, we just sort of yeah. sit in this mediocrity. And I don't want to call it that. And it, clearly not everyone's that way. I'm speaking only for myself in this case, um, where it's like, not to say that I've lived a mediocre life. I've done things and I've taken chances. But when I look back at my life now <laughs> at 40, at damn near 40, I realized that so many of my indecisions and inactions were caused by this, what if I fail? This fear of what happens if it doesn't work out. And um, our parents didn't have that luxury. It was do or die. You, you have to do this because if yeah. you don't do this, you're done. Whereas yeah. I feel like our generation has always had maybe a bit of a safety net. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like in my case, like I always had my family. You know what I mean? I would never be on the streets. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like our generation ha has different difficulties. They have different pressures, different expectations, and um, a lot more fear. I feel like uh, there's a lot more fear and, and uh, involved in that indecision. Again, speaking yeah, for myself personally. Yeah, no, it's true. And what you were saying even about what feels natural being out there with nature, it's true. And I don't think we're wired to to even process all this information mm -mm. that we're bombed. Like, we don't even know what to do with it. We and it's don't. Like, you, liter you literally it. will freak. Like, if you literally just, like, just the news alone, you'll be frozen in fear. Like, you, like, 
yeah, mm-hmm. you don't, your brain literally doesn't know what to do with it. Like, and, and you're seeing evidence okay. of this. You see, I mean, I I think if I if I just say the word, everyone knows somebody that's like losing their mind. You could probably think about of about like ten or more people that in the past year or two have just lost it. <laughs> Yeah. And that's yeah. a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. I could think of probably 10, 10 people right off the top of my head that yeah. I'm just like, whoa, what happened in the last few years, let alone the last decade? And then it's like, what is to come? Because it's just too much data. It's too much information. Yeah. And but that fear, it's true because you remind, well, you reminded me of two things, but the first one was you reminded me of like when I made the, this, the decision to kind of leave everything and moved out here. Right. That's what I was thinking of when I was like, when I was saying that I was thinking of, I was like, I don't want to say everybody because you totally went for it. And I, you know what? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's, it's, I I don't know if I would call myself brave or courageous, but I would. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. It's funny because my friend was asking me, you know, would you do it again or what would you do differently or something? <laughs> that was one of my questions. No. That's funny. Yeah. She was asking me something. I, th- I think the question was like, would you do it again now knowing or whatever? And I said, you know what? Honestly, I kind of jumped, just just did it pretty much just did it, just did it because I I didn't, I didn't know a single soul, <laughs> didn't know a single soul, did not even have an apartment, Ricky. I didn't have an apartment. And New York, I didn't know how crazy New York housing is. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't have a job. I didn't bother looking up the requirements of crossing, like my credentials and my license, my professional for work-wise, because that took time. And I could have, had I known, I mean, that that I would have probably done differently and done it before making the move. But I just, I bought a plane ticket and I was like, I'm going. And it was hard. It was hard for family to understand. And I still think to this day, because- especially in our culture, you know, you have a job. I mean, I obviously was not married. I was living at home, but you have a job and I've had had it now for seven years. You're settled. Like, why do you want to? Why shake it up? Why take a chance? Why change? Exactly. Like you have a good life. You should be happy. Exactly. Which I was and I was, but you (laughs) know. That's been one of my rationalizations for not taking a chance. Like, well, my life's pretty good. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like we 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 talk ourselves like we sort of gaslight ourselves and talk ourselves. You know what I mean? Whenever I realize now, whenever I tell myself like it's not that bad, I'm literally gaslighting myself. Like, <laughs> like every time I'm muttering that phrase to myself, I have to go, "Ooh, am I doing that?" Oh yeah, I am. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that, that's that's a great thing that you did that. You know, there's an old saying, and it's like um, sometimes not knowing how crazy something is is a good thing. And I think Uh, you now, like looking back going, oh shit, that was crazy what I did. Yes, Yes, 100%. So I guess, or the other one, what is it? Blissful ignorance. Yeah. I mean. It's a good thing though. That's the good thing about being young though, is that you, you don't know how, you don't know what's, what you're doing sometimes. And that's, that can lead to some amazing things. Um, Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's for every, like, yeah, even like. I don't know. I can even think I can give you analogies, like even with running, like if I, <laughs> the two things I'm, I'm finding that the, at least coming up on the one year anniversary, I guess that we're now being living in the pandemic is like the, the two greatest, I guess, uh, skills that I've not mastered, but I've gotten better at is definitely running and my baking skills. 
<laughs> Same, actually. Well, not running, but... Oh, I lost you for a sec. I lost you. Sorry, I'm doing hand signals to tell her that. Oh, our connection is 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 broken. I really need to figure out a way to get this on a wired oh. connection. It's it's my internet. I think you're yeah. back. You're back. Really? Yeah. The last okay. thing I heard uh, was that uh, you're baking and and you're running. Oh, baking. Yeah, and running. Oh, and I was saying about you know with running. I mean, I can give you a lot of analogies, and I've I've learned a lot about about running and about myself and and just applying it to life. Um. It's about taking chances with running. Like I'm so much faster nowadays and just healthy. Like I'm injury free. I, I knock on wood. I haven't had any injuries, but now like I, I truly can say that I love running and I need it. Like I'm running about like think four days a week. Wow. But about honestly, what you were saying, like about being like, I just, the, if I start the day with a run or just getting a run, I guess. And I just, I feel so much more productive. And those, chemical, those chemicals, those chemicals are, I, I was talking to a friend about it. I'm like, it's the best drug there is. Like, I'm sorry, coffee. I'm sorry, alcohol. I'm sorry, uh, you know, weed or any other drugs. Um, that's just the best it's funny drug. Because that's what I, I, I had thought that I've never done any drugs, you know? Oh, I have, I've done plenty of drugs. I'm like, this has to feel how, yeah, this has to feel like when you're high, literally. It, it does. does. It does. Yeah. Yesterday I, I pushed myself really hard and I was, th I was thinking that too. And I was like, oh, like, you know, um, anytime I push myself afterward, you feel, you, you know, like indestructible. You feel like amazing. And, and you cannot replicate that with anything. And that's the thing I'm sort of finding now is so like on my Strava, like you see, I, I'm doing my bike rides. The days I'm not doing my bike rides, I'm lifting weights. I'm doing yoga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing crunches. I'm, you know, I wake up, uh, I drink, I drink cold water. I, I do a hundred crunches. I do, I do 50 leg lifts. I do yoga. Then I do my weight training. And on the days I ride my bike, I ride my bike after that. And those days when I do all of those things afterward, it's, it's the greatest antidepressant on the planet. And, uh, it's been a life saver for me. Like I remember when I bought the bike thinking, God, I hope I'm not wasting $400. Like, am I just throwing this money away? Um, and now I look at my bike and I'm like, dude, you saved my life. <laughs> like you, Aww, this inanimate I'm object. So happy. Well, I have to say that you are looking really good. Thank you. I know we talked about that, but yeah, no, no. But like you said, it's so much more than weight loss. It is. It's so much more. It just literally it makes you a better person. And it, it is right now, like you were saying about knowing 10 people that literally have lost it. Yeah. I mean, I think I told you this in just in our text, but I I still consider myself a positive person. And honestly, I've, I can say, I think I've, I, I've never really known depression, like, you know, true depression. I, I have it. I think it's just the like I don't know. the crippling yeah. one, the one where you're just like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's good. I mean, even I guess the hardest, you know, like the hardest, I guess, you know, for example, my dad's passing, obviously. Right. But, you know, life goes on and you learn, you learn to cope. And it's something at least when you lose a parent, you know, it's something that's literally it's you're it's always going to be with you. It's yes. Always, yes. Always. And it's, it's I was having that grief will come. I mean, you lost your brother. So, you know, that's pretty close, right? You lost a sibling, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, my brother, who was probably my best friend, he was like the, the, yeah. the, the, I used to joke. I'm like, I'm the gray sheep and I'm only gray. I'm actually black sheep, but you're so, you're such a black sheep that I'm, I'm by comparison, I'm gray. So he was, he was my, uh, he was the, the, you know what I mean? Everyone was like, 
you know, Ricky's nuts. And and he was That's the one funny. who he knew how to talk to me. You know what I mean? He yeah. knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how old were you when he passed away? I was 26. And he died on this day away from his 40th birthday. So three days, three days from his 40th birthday, I believe it was three days, which is where, where I sit. Definitely on your mind. Yeah. Because I, I, whenever he's been on my mind ever since he died, because whenever, whenever it was like, whatever complex I may or may not have had about getting older, when he died at 39, it erased that complex for me because I kept, my friends would, you know, we'd be getting older you know, you, you go, your body starts changing. Uh, you start getting wrinkles, your hair, all that fun <laughs> stuff that happens to guys, right? Happens to girls too, I, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, guys, it's, it's a little different, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so my friends would lament getting older all the time. And I would always remember something my brother said. And this was him saying this to me. He would say, um, getting old is a privilege denied to many. And it didn't, it beca- it became so much more poignant when he died because then it was like the person who taught me that he said it to me and then he, he truly taught it to me when he died. Yeah, when um, he died. That and, was like his final lesson. Yeah. And here I am approaching 40 and, and, and <laughs> something you sh- I should probably tell you that you should know about me is I've mourned every birthday I've had for like the past 15, 20 years of my life. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, another year. You know what I mean? And 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 feeling uh copious amounts of dissatisfaction and and uh you know existential dread. And this year <laughs> I'm about to turn 40 and I don't feel that way. Yeah. And, and oh, that makes me happy. That is that is an amazing, amazing thing to me because I don't know. I I just I I'm in a different place. Oh, and, that and makes so, me really happy. And so uh, well, talking about joy. Yeah, that's I mean, I yeah, I mean, yeah, I, we've had this discussion about birthdays. I I love them. Oh, you to do? Me, it's that's another, yeah, it's, celebrate. it's another it's an it's a reason, you know, to celebrate. It's like we get another year, like literally we get another year. What a of gift. course, yeah, you know, the gray hairs and whatnot getting older and the wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. We always like my dad loved his birthday, loved his birthday. And I get to see my mom aging, honestly, I guess, so gracefully. I don't know. Well, you met her at the wedding or saw her. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, my mom turned 80, will be turning 86 in May. And she does not look 86. And just her positive attitude and how she's so active and, knock on wood, healthy, like physically, you know, mentally, she's she's all there pretty much. You know, wow. she keeps active. And, I mean, I just, I'm like, we're truly blessed because obviously not everyone gets that, you know, to still have their parents at that age, but living the way that she's still living, like she's so independent. Like I want to live, I want to, I, hopefully I get to live that age and live up to her. Yeah. As she's, so she's like my role model in that sense. So I don't know. We, I think all of us are civil. I think everyone are, I don't know. We, I think most of us. Yeah. No, I, I mean, what's to me the other option is you know you're you're gone. You don't the other option of not having a birthday is you're 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 gone. gone. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I still have stuff to do, stuff to see, and 
no, I, I want to continue. Yeah. I think it's yeah. part of our, like our culture and our, 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 our society, because like all the cultures and societies prior to us or prior to like the last century, right. Um, honored and, uh, revered that the old, the older folks, you know what I mean? They were the wisest and the most, and it wasn't until like almost like this other culture where it was like this idea that we peak when we're like in high school. Oh, we're unstable again. Are we back? I think we, okay. So we, we're having a little bit of, Still nothing. Finish. oh, there, there we, go. we go. Okay. I think it, I can see, okay. So I'm looking at the little light I have, I guess I had a notice. I guess when you're red, it's, that means we're good, but then it goes, I guess, to it turned like yellow. yellow or orange. Yeah, I just noticed yeah. that right now. Now it's white. I hadn't noticed it either. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's so our culture has this focus on youth, you know, um, makeup and looking young and doing this and and also this sort of idea that like young is cool and you're cooler when you're younger and as you get older you become less cool. What I one of the things that I've discovered in my forty years on this planet is that that doesn't start to happen until you... Did we break up? No, you're here, you're here. Oh, okay. Or did I um, person? No, no. <laughs> you froze a little bit. You, yeah, the, the, oh. visually you froze. Uh, <laughs> one, of, one of the things that, um, that I found is that you don't really start to age in that sense until you close... Like, there's like a point... And, and I think... I, lo I look at people in my life and I could kind of... Like, I don't want to put them on blast or anything, but mm -hmm. I could see when they just sort of go, all right... I've made up my mind about the world. I have nothing new to learn. This is this and that is that. And I'm good. Yeah. And that's, that's when you get old. <laughs> exactly. 100%. Yes. 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 And I guess for me, what's, what's also, I guess, just my life in general, how I've led it, or I guess my philosophy, philosophy, which I didn't even, I guess, didn't know, is just that I've also not on in order like in the sense like okay I, well, I went to college but I didn't like for example getting married I got married much older you know I guess still young but not young you know especially right you our, weren't you weren't culture. yeah for our culture it's like you were you're 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 20 you better start yeah mm. exactly 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 yes yes but luckily you know what at least in my immediate family like my parents never pressured us the yeah, there was enough that. kids. Or the girls, so, <laughs> there was yeah. enough kids. I don't think so. <laughs> They're like, we're good. You could hold off yeah. if you want. That's okay. <laughs> Which was great because, you know, we didn't have that pressure. Right. You know, so. That is I good. I got to travel, which, you know, it's like. I came out here, so it's like I haven't gone maybe the traditional route, but I still, I, I don't know. I feel like I still definitely have stuff to do. So like you said, I think once you you say that you don't and you're like, that's it, then that's when you're old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's honestly, like, I kind of feel sorry for you because, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you've made up your mind to that. You, you've got it all figured out and there's there's absolutely nothing left for you to learn and, and, it, and it's all sorted out and I'm sorry, but that is the worst lie you can tell yourself. Um, one of my favorite sayings is uh, my, my buddy Ray's, uh, his name is John, but I call him Ray's. Uh, he lives in uh, Norwich. Shout out to to Razor in, in Norwich. <laughs> he says, uh, every day is a school day, mate. Every day is a school day. And I love that because it's so true. Like every day. Oh, my audio has gone now. That's all right. It'll come back. It will come back. It's back. 
It's yellow now. No? Oh, okay. Waiting for the color to change. Yeah, I turn. I saw it turn yellow, and then it was like, okay, it's back, but yeah. it wasn't. You think? Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, he says. Uh, he says every day is a school day, and I and I I love that saying. It, it's so simple, but it it's so true. Like it's so true. You learn something every day, and that's one of the things that has changed for me over the past few months is is learning every single day, having like a a, a amazing moment every day, and just knowing that that's going to happen every day and that being you know so much of of my learning over the past year or so throughout all this pandemic and and everything um has been my mindset you know what i mean how realizing how sort of self-destructive and self-sabotaging your mindset can be if you allow it to be mm-hmm. you know what i mean and um how your narrative of your life actually controls your life Mm -hmm. so if you think i'm done and i don't need to learn anything else then you won't you won't if you're Mm -hmm. open to the possibility and you're accepting like this idea that i'm going to every day is a school day and i'm i'm going to learn something new every day you will that's Mm -hmm. just the way it is and it's it's this tremendous i don't want to call it like power that we have as as humans but but it absolutely is is that we get to decide what the narrative for our life is. And we don't get to control the circumstances because shit happens. Life is chaos. Um, but we do get to control the narrative. And that is something that has that. Uh, maybe that's why <laughs> I'm not mourning this birthday. Because I know from here on out, I'm controlling the narrative in my life. And you know, I get to decide what happens next in, in, yeah. in my own head. And I, I yeah. didn't have that before, you know, I was in neutral and it was like, whatever outside stimulus happens will affect the course of where my mental state goes. And it's yeah. the opposite. Now my mental state yeah. is what it is. And the outside things are, a, are going to be sort of funneled through my state. Yeah. And I think unfortunately a lot of people are in that mindset, but yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I think I told you before, I mean, for me, what I've taken is just I guess two things, learning truly to be grateful every day, like just eternal gratitude for everything little and everything big, because things like you said, literally like the saying says shit happens literally. And we know that this year more than ever, like literally, but you know, if you focus on that gratitude, just your mindset and just finding not being, you know, I used to, I think more be like, be happy or I think I am, you know, a a positive person going back to that, but it's more than being happy. It's finding joy, like true joy in the little things. And that changes your whole perspective. Like it truly does. Yeah. Because we lose our wonder. We sort of, everything becomes so expected, you know, like human nature is to take things for granted. So we're like, oh yeah, whatever I ate today or whatever. I have, you know, four walls and a roof or a, a comfortable bed and a blanket, like the little things that we take for granted um, are, are, are things that to be absolutely like uh, overjoyed for, you mm-hmm. know, and, mm-hmm. um, and I have, I get that reminder, at least for work. Now I started working since we last talked in November, I started a new job. And that's right. You were starting since, it. Yeah. Yeah. Since the first of um, January. So now it's been what, like a month and a half, weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A month and a half. And, the population that I'm working with is 
it's a school district in California, so it's obviously 100% remote. Um, but it's in it's in Central California with the migrant Ooh, families. Yeah. And right now with the pandemic, I mean, you hear stories. At least I get one daily, and you're just like, wow. Like I cannot complain. Like what these people are going through. Like I just cannot. Like I just had a little boy tell me like on Stockton, I think it was like, Modesto, like that type of thing. Further south, there. Um, so it's kind of by it's it's Bakersfield, San County. Oh, okay. San Luis, so that area, it's okay. called San Miguel, which I didn't even know existed. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's but... a San every name, every Hispanic name. Yes, yes. But there was a, one of my students was like, yeah, my mom, I knew that his mom had gone back to work. And he's like, basically, she's out in the fields because she's a hairdresser, but there's more risk of catching the virus and being a hairdresser than versus having to go out in the fields and pick whatever crop or whatever they're doing i'm like yikes yeah wow yeah, yeah. so you're like yeah me being literally in, in pajamas you know in the comfort of my home on a laptop and working like i i i can't yeah. yeah yeah what uh you get this sort of daily perspective that um that I, it forces you to to really yeah. look at the contrast. Um, yeah, contrast is important. You know, yeah. a lot so. of a lot of a lot of that is something also that I've picked up is that bad things that happen to us, bad things that happen in the world, um, it's contrast. You know, you you can't like our our, our computer screen, right? Like we we see each other. If it was all bright. It would just be a white screen, right? We need the contrast. Yeah. We need this dark area over here. We need this dark area over there so we could see an image, right? And I think it's the same thing in life. If you expect everything to be bright and white all the time, you're not going to actually see anything. Um, you're just going to be blinded by the light, right? And it's making, yeah, it's like you say, like, you know, being grateful and, and choosing choosing joy in the state like i'm not obviously i know there's like you say negative and there's bad things that happen yeah, you can't but it's just contrast that. it's just contrast but yeah. i choose to like amplify the good and the positive in my life and focus on that and focus on the things that i can control like you were saying yeah because, because that that's the key that that's the key too because it's like well things are going to happen it's what is my narrative what is my mindset what is my approach going to be to these things and that's a game changer when when you've got that down then it's like oh okay like i could i could handle a lot <laughs> and you sort of realize yeah. like oh like we're resilient like we're really resilient and and very much yep and if you could take a situation that is maybe on the on the dark side of contrast right or or you know negative or um not ideal not the thing you want to happen and you could take that situation and and learn from it and grow from it. And and then that gives you even more perspective to say, whoa, like, like this is amazing. <laughs> like we're we're mm -hmm. we're very lucky. Yeah, I'll give we're you an example. Like even go like my job right now, like obviously it's not ideal, it's not what I would want to do and how I the setting I would want to work. But you know, I chose, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna look at it as if it's kind of like a paid internship. Mm. And I'm obviously gaining new skills that otherwise I would not. And, you know, professionally, well, that's going to look pretty awesome in my resume. And I'm going to be even a better um, speech therapist. So Right. And it also sounds like the perspective, too, is also like priceless. Yeah. 
like you're you're growing as a person you're 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 learning new things that are that are impacting you in a in a very positive way and and giving you more joy in your life and that's priceless yeah no and we've had i mean i could tell you even we've had some rough i mean this this year just this year january we've had some losses in my family and i think i i briefly told you or texted you like at the beginning of the year basically a family member lost my sister-in-law lost two of her siblings within a week span to the virus mm. and that i mean it's just yeah and then just two weeks ago, to actually to to this day it was two weeks ago we lost a brother-in-law to the virus too wow yeah so it's rough because especially being far, like, and you see your family, you like, especially my nephews, you know, suffering. You're like, you want to um, be there. You want to be there. You 100% want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Is that, is that part of your, is that, so, so is that something that, you know, we talk about, like, we are talking about, like, negative things, contrast, and is that, does that contribute to your sort of to, to one of the things, one of your difficulties, I guess, to, to 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 get through every like you know when you're obviously you're finding joy and you're you're enjoying your life and you're doing things but those are that's one of the things that is something that you're um maneuvering through as far as difficult things is being yeah. so far away and yeah. not being able to to be there yep. for your family definitely yeah we've been doing you know the the novenario so the rosary we just finished it this mm -hmm. um on sunday yeah they do them they um, do them yeah i had i uh my cousin's uh mother-in-law passed last week a mm -hmm. uh, week and a half ago from from the virus and they were doing it uh remotely i went over yeah. to to the house and you know my aunt and uncle were in the room and i'm like what's going on and he's like they're doing the rosary and i'm mm -hmm. like oh mm -hmm. okay yeah, that's, and, what, uh, that's what we we did for a whole for nine days because it's done for nine days. Yeah, yeah, it's just a Literally, sign of where we're at now. Like that's yeah, thing. I kid you not. We finished the one just before for my sister in law's family, mm -hmm. and then not even a day passed when we started the next one. That's how close they were. Jeez, they like, were they were like almost overlapping. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Were they in the same household? The siblings were. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, the siblings unfortunately were. Mm -hmm. yeah that is, so. that is that's yeah so yeah it's it's rough but i mean on the positive my mom i don't know about have your parents gotten the vaccine or are they they got the first one they're getting the okay. second one on the 26th oh very similar to my mom she's getting okay. on like the 20th or something i think yeah yeah it, it sort of feels like everyone in uh because i know like george you know, um, my buddy George, his mom yeah. got it this like the day after the day before my parents. And so like they're all sort of getting it at the same time, it seems like my aunts and uncles, nice. too. They're, everyone's just sort of getting it at the same time, nice. which is good. I mean, we'll see. Uh, hopefully that's, you know, I worry because, you know, the, the obviously the virus is mutating now and yeah. uh, the the vaccines are only you know, X amount percentage effective. And those are in like clinical trials, which are limited numbers, right? Mm -hmm. So the the higher the numbers get, the 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 lower that effectiveness number is going to drop. Right. Yeah. Because if you test a hundred thousand people and it's eighty percent effective, 
what's going to happen when you test, you know, 10 million people and 100 million yeah. people. And you know what I mean? So that's yeah. and 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 again, the virus is mutating as well. So that's the, yeah, exactly. It's so, evolving. Yeah. That's scary. Which is scary. I yeah, because it's it's killing people now. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hope hoping hoping I will have it. Hopefully, maybe by the summer, and it'll allow me to go back home. Obviously, with all the precautions, and I probably in my in my head, I'm thinking like, I probably I would not even stay at my mom's, but and it would be at a distance, but at least get to see them somewhat close versus them because I mean I haven't seen I haven't seen them since it's already been more than a year, like a year and four months. This is the longest I've. I so you came for Christmas right before? Yeah. Okay. That was the last time. Mm-hmm. Yikes. This, not it, this one, the, the one before, yeah. And is yeah. that the, right, 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 the, the pre-COVID Christmas? Yeah. Um, is that the last time you were in, in San Diego? Yeah. And yeah, that was the last time. What, is there like, is it just you don't want to get them sick? You don't want to get on a plane? It's all of them. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, the idea of being like in a plane and breathing other people's air, I think we broke up again. I'm, I'm just going to wait for the colors to change. Oh, there it there goes. There we go. We're okay. back. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's all of the above. It's getting, getting on a plane and um, not wanting to get them sick. So that's why I'm also waiting. At least you'll have for her to be fully vaccinated, my mom. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I wouldn't, I probably would not stay with them as I usually do, you know, probably get an air, not even with anyone, but I don't know, get a Airbnb or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and still with, you know, with the mask and see them at least from a distance, you know, something yeah. is better than. Is, is than it nothing. still very, very, very locked down ish over there in New York? How is how is it there? Because here in San Diego, it's sort of creeping into let's just pretend everything's normal again. Like I see bars open. I see people at bars. I see people at restaurants. It almost does it feels normal here. Almost. Yikes. Almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't say actually today, you know what? Today they're going back. Indoor dining is starting up at Indoor 25%, dining. Wow. 25%. Um, you guys had like a blizzard, be... right? So it's like, who, who's going to be outside right now? You'd I saw the photos. So yeah, you'd be surprised. But mostly at the at the bars. Oh, of Some course. Bars, yeah, people people to get their together. bars on. Yeah. <laughs> so glad but, I never was into that. Like, Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, me neither. So, but I mean, other than that, there's nothing really else that is open. I mean, pretty much everything else is closed and being winter like you just said with the weather so pretty much we're at home so yeah it's ideal conditions to be yeah. <laughs> to be locked yeah. in your house so i mean i'm still not really riding the subway i try to avoid it if i can still on foot or bike <laughs> mm. um and the restaurants i mean i'll do just pick up but yeah the, the mean, carry out you know yeah nice. the carry yeah yeah so i mean yeah there's people on the street i guess but Again, because of I think because more than anything, probably because of the of the weather, it's yeah, it's it's still quarantine or pandemic mode, I guess. I mean, there's something else open. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It's it again. Like here, it really is starting to feel like people are just like fuck it, yeah. you know. 
I like when I go to the parks and stuff, I just see people with no masks. Like it, it almost like if you're wearing a mask, they kind of look at you like, why are you wearing a mask? Oh. Yeah, it's it's really bad. And really? I'm just like, yeah, like I don't. I don't get it. No, here things. I definitely, you know, it's funny because no, here definitely people are, they're pretty much masked. Like everyone is on the streets because uh, I notice it in the sense that when I go for runs, you know, I'm wearing mine, but if I'm like not near anyone, I'll pull it down. But if I happen to come like across someone, they'll, you know, they'll kind of give me, but you know, I, I, I wear it, but yeah. That's the worst when your mask is doing this and you're like breathing <laughs> really hard and it's just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I guess it it, it sort I, of makes your lungs stronger, right? Or it's making your workouts more intense. I because think you weren't, so. Yeah. Because I remember yeah. uh, like watching videos of like fighters training, and they would put on those oxygen those masks that make it harder for them to breathe yeah. while they're working out. And so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's 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 making you work a little harder. I guess it is. I think yeah, it's definitely you know improved my fitness in that sense. The so. mask has. Yeah. Do you listen to music yeah. when you when you uh when you I run? do. Okay. I do. Yeah. I do. I I I should try that. <laughs> I've been this whole time just no music. I think because I'm on a bike, I'm I need to be able to No, on that that's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a different scenario because you're you're moving, you know, 15, 20 miles an hour sometimes. Yeah. Um, no, when I'm riding the bike, I need to be especially here in New York, yeah. Yeah, like you need at least some of your senses. Yes. And like, I love wearing sunglasses and uh, I don't wear them when I go on my bike rides because I need, I have a mask on. Uh, so if there's like a driver, I need to be able to, with my eyes, sort of be like, make up, yeah. What's yeah, wrong yeah, with yeah. you? I'm, <laughs> I you know what I mean? I can't, I need, I need some sort of uh, feedback system. And so, That's you know, you, they can't see your face. So your, your eyes are sort of important and, and your ears are sort of important. Yeah. Um but yeah, you know, it's, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully by summer I, I can travel. Peter is the one that's been wanting to, you know, he's like, let's go somewhere because plane tickets are so cheap. They're so cheap. And they are, but it's yeah. like, one, I'm still anxious about traveling. Just breathing everybody's air. Like, yeah. But the other thing is like, I can't, I get it, honestly, that we have to move on basically with our lives because, you know, but it's like, you see your family suffering. Like someone just passed away and mm -hmm. I just can't go out and have fun. Like it just, to me, that's, I, I can't, I don't know if that right. makes sense. But. No, I, it does. It does because that, that's, <sighs> yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. Like I, I can enjoy my life. I can do things that are important for my well-being, like exercising and, and, you know, stuff like that because it's, it's essential. These are like essential mm -hmm. things uh going going out and having a party is not you know exactly. what i mean that's just that's just not where where um but you know everybody's different i i feel like yeah. you know i've said this on the podcast in the past that you know i feel fortunate that i'm an introvert <laughs> and that i like being sort of locked away you know what i mean um or yeah. i you know not isolated i solitude there's a difference you know um, yeah there's a difference between isolation, loneliness, and solitude. Solitude is is wonderful, and and if you can find solitude, yeah, uh, it's it's one of the great gifts um, that we have on this earth, on in this existence, mm -hmm. is is mm -hmm. being able to to enjoy solitude. But um, enjoy yourself, literally. Yeah, 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 I, I, yeah exactly. Um, I I find that 
and, and, and maybe this is a generalization or maybe I'm just something I tell myself, but uh, you know, that, that people that struggle with that, just, they, they don't enjoy their own company, which makes sense because, you know, again, the aforementioned blitzing of, of information that, that they have to sort through with no tools whatsoever, because yeah. you get pushed through life and no one goes, Hey, so you're going to feel all these things and think all these things. And this is how you should deal with these things. They don't say that. They're like, this is how you make money and this is how you spend it. That's all you mm-hmm. need. Go, go, go get them, champ. And they push you out the door into life. And, and it's no wonder our society is a complete, you know, clusterfuck. Yeah. Wow. I wonder how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> you treat people like a commodity and <laughs> then this happens. How did that, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's easy. Yeah, it's easy no, to that's trace why, that back. Like you said, you know, like you said that you, that you can you can think of ten people, but because right now, you know, this whole year, that's it's, we're down to our bare bones, and you have to face yourself. I mean, you have there's there's no escaping yourself. Nope. There's not. You have to no. You have to come to terms with yeah the ugly and the the good, the bad, and the ugly as the yeah yeah you do yeah all of it, all of it needs mm-hmm. to be addressed now. And it's true. Like you were, I remember, I think one of your um, episodes, I, I don't know if you remember with uh, George or I think it might've been George and you were saying, I remember you mentioning something about your brother posting about having a bad day or something. And that's why I'm saying it's like, I'm not, I'm not denying those days or those moments because obviously we're all human. Yes. I mean, 100%. So it's good. Like you said, you also have to embrace those times, you know, knowing that that too will pass as good moments will too, but you know, we're human. It's okay. Don't deny yourself a bad day because. Well, I think, I think that's, that's one of our biggest problems as, as a society. Like, I feel like it's something that, and, and I've just, I've been learning because of Marcy, um, for the, she was a, she became a therapist like in 2014, 2013, 2012. So it was like eight years of daily like talks about mental health and learning tools, you know, from her, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm barely at this point, like maybe even like in the past six months, learning what it means to feel like it's sort of hashtag feel your feels, like allowing yourself to feel what you feel. And um, that is one of another one of my huge things that I'm happy about going into my birthday is that that I learned that, um, you know, what it means to just feel what you're feeling and tell yourself it's okay. Like yeah. uh, for so long, it was like, I would just, I would feel something and I would fight myself. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to feel this. Nope. Yeah. And you end up spending so much energy and so much time not being sad, not feeling alone, not feeling scared. Oh my God. Yeah. Like as, as a, as a 39 year old man, to actually have a conversation with myself and say, I'm scared yeah, and that's okay. Uh And then two minutes later, I'm not scared anymore because all I needed to do was acknowledge it. I remember reading this Mm -hmm. or watching this video or reading a book. I don't know. It all blurs together now, (laughs) but it was basically saying you have to allow your emotions to pass through you and then you release them. And I was reading it or, or whatever, and I was going, well, how do you release it? 
how do you release it? How do you, I know how to feel it. How do you release it? But, but the truth is I didn't know how to feel it because I was fighting it the whole way. I didn't feel my feelings. I was like, nope, I'm not going to feel that. So if it was a good feeling, I'm like, yeah, give, give me that goodness. Yeah, uh, but if it was something bad, I was like, nah, I'm not going to, I'm not, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, I would, you know, video game or phone or, you know, food. Exactly. Yay. Distract yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and then, uh, the, the thing I've been doing the last like few months is I'll literally turn everything off and I'll just sit there and I'll just feel it. And what I found out all this time that I wasn't aware of is that how do you release it? How do you release it? Like, what is, what, how do you do that? You don't do anything. It's, it takes no energy, no effort, no action to release something. Yeah. All the energy, all the action is holding on to the thing. Releasing it is actually the opposite because you just let it go. I think just releasing it, well, we might all have our different ways of releasing it, but at least for me, it's definitely just definitely acknowledging it, which we maybe did not in the past. I and then definitely did not. Feeling it and just feeling it and then, you know. And I think that's part, that releases in itself most of it. In it does. Yeah. It, it does automatically. I'll sit there and I'll go, I'm sad. And I'm exactly. sad because of this. And I'm scared. And sometimes you're and sad I'm... or scared and you don't even know why. And that's too. That's okay. I'm and that's okay you. too. I don't know why. And that's okay too. Exactly. But just giving yourself the compassion and the room to feel something mm-hmm. and then tell yourself, like, I'm, I'm scared and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then- exactly like almost like magically <laughs> like minutes fr- oh, minutes I later oh sorry oh, okay. oh, so no, like no, no. almost magically like within a few minutes it's just gone yeah and i'm just like yeah. oh crap <laughs> like all this yeah. time all those <laughs> stupid things i did all those distractions all the drinking and eating and drugs and all the stupid shit was to avoid literally just going this is this and that's okay and then it just goes away and i yeah and i think that also makes us more be more um have more empathy empathetic with other people Mm -hmm. because then you realize when someone's having a bad day or they're throwing their feelings on you you're like okay it's not personal it's they need to deal with it and then you know you don't have another reaction towards them right that makes sense yeah. yeah, I was super reactionary. If anyone was any way towards me, I'd be like, what the fuck is your, you know what I mean? <laughs> that type of thing. <laughs> um, and now I'm just kind of like, oh, they're, they're, they're in that place. They're in exactly. that, they're, they're in the, they're in the place. And then you just exactly. kind of go, and then you just we don't say a- anything. <laughs> and then yeah. you just sort of see the look on their face of like, oh, fuck, I'm in that place. Yeah. And yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's an interesting. We a, it's yeah. An interesting we have a thing. saying and running, um, which I I knew it even before, but now I can definitely apply it even more, which is get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And it's true. That's 100%. That's life. It's true. Because yeah. Like the workout's yeah. not always going to feel good. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not. not. Sometimes it's, it's going to suck the entire time. Exactly. And it's like exactly. we're trying to avoid that discomfort so bad that we won't do the thing. We won't do the workout. We won't be honest about how we're feeling (laughs) you know what i mean we just want to feel good all the time and that's yeah the without any contrast that gets old you know 
Um, look at the Romans, you know, they, they were feeding people to lions because the orgies stopped being good. You know what I mean? All the food and all the, all the pleasure that they had wasn't enough anymore. So now they needed pain because contrast is important. Who would have thought balance is key. Every, every philosophy, every religion teaches that light and dark exist and we have to balance them. And yet we go through life and we fucking ignore this very fundamental principle. And then we go, why are, why is stuff the way it is? This is why we can't have nice things, people. Yeah. This yeah. is why. <laughs> this yeah. is why. Because we're avoiding balance at all costs because we just want to feel good. Yeah. 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 That's the fundamental root of everything. Yeah. <laughs> I have made up my mind. I don't need to learn anything else. Yeah.